Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Hello, everybody. I am Captain Jim Palmer, the dream business coach. I'm the founder of the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program. I'm the author of these six amazing books here that can help you grow your dream business, creator of no-hassle newsletters, my extraordinary done-for-you newsletter program served by that has served over 1,200 small business owners in nine countries. But most importantly today, I'm the host of Dream Business Radio, coming to you from our temporary land home right here in Westchester, Pennsylvania. Dream Business Radio, now in its 10th year, I'd like to welcome a very special guest, Mr. Rob Onspock. Onspock, Anspock, Onspock. What is it, Rob? How you doing? Yeah, that's that's a mouthful that you just spit out there. And, and uh, I know, and I do it every week, and you'd think I could just say it smoothly, <laughs> but no, I don't know. Yeah, that's why I condensed mine for my podcast. It's like, I'm Rob Onspock. It's says E-Heroes, and then we just go, because I can't remember all that stuff. Off to the races. Anyway, hey, folks, this episode of Dream Business Radio is brought to you by the Dream Business Masterminding Coaching Program. Big surprise there. If you're an entrepreneur, small business owner, if you're tired of slow to no growth in your business, if you're feeling overwhelmed and unfocused, and especially if you're interested in learning how to create multiple streams of revenue and your business and trying to figure out literally how to create a dream business that will allow you to live your dream lifestyle, something I've been able to do, thank you, <laughs> then you want to check out the Dream Business Mastermind, which is led by me, Captain Jim, at dreambizcoaching.com, dreambizcoaching.com. All right, let me tell you a little bit about Mr. Onspock, and we'll dive right in. Rob is an experienced social media strategist. I know he's not 13 like most of the really smart guys on, on digital marketing, but he's also an SEO expert. He's an author of like countless books. We'll find out how many. Corporate ghostwriter and a speaker. He's the author of Share, 27 Ways to Boost Your Social Media Experience, Build Trust and Attract Followers. Also, another pretty cool book, Lessons from the Dojo. And as I said, Rob has authored and co-authored several other books, including his latest brand. I don't know how many brands he has, but it's Rob Burse's brand, which we're going we're gonna to ask him about that. But he has helped many professionals publish their own books, which in turn has boosted their authority in their respected niches. And Rob, once again, welcome to Dream Business Radio, sir. Oh, it's good to be here. I've been <laughs> longing for this for, for weeks. It's, I mean, I wake up every day. Is it time to talk to Rob yet? I know it's, 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 it's going to be a lot of fun. And I really want to applaud you. Rob shared with me, uh, really suffering from migraine. He cleared his whole calendar all week, except Dream Business Radio, because you would not want to miss this opportunity. <laughs> anyway, Rob, you know, I love sharing backstories as much as strategies. Um, you got quite a backstory yourself. I think, honestly, um, we first got connected at uh, Mike Capuzzi's local chapter of Glazer Kennedy. Um, but once you fill everybody in about how you got into marketing and what kind of fun you were having before that? Oh, I don't know if it was fun. Uh, <laughs> when I, when I discovered marketing, it was 1998 and I had been a carpet cleaner for about three years. I had owned a carpet cleaning business and I was struggling and, uh, I was probably about six seconds away from bankruptcy. And, mm. and I saw, 
an ad in a cleaning magazine. Hey, come out to Arizona, you know, learn with other carpet cleaners, this great marketing thing. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, it's a scam. But uh, I did. Um, and, and, you know, I, I got to meet Dan Kennedy. I got to meet a lot of, a lot of brilliant marketers who, one, I, I, I had never even gone to Arizona before. I'd never been to a marketing convention. But here were hundreds of people trying to learn the ropes just like me. And, um, you know, I, I started studying marketing um, as soon as I got back from this event. And um, I, I took to it like a sponge. That was um, a Joe Polish event, probably, right? That was a Joe Polish event, yeah. And, and uh, I mean, in fact, Joe, Joe has uh, just gone leaps and bounds, and and uh, and uh, I'm amazed at his journey as well. Yeah, he's pretty pretty amazing. So if in '90, that was probably you know still when he's doing the carpet cleaning live events, because later I guess he transitioned to the I Love Marketing events, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. The the most I think the first ten years for him was helping carpet cleaners and. And uh, so I had gone to this this event in, in 1998, and then I went back in 2000. And by 2000, I was helping other other cleaners with their marketing. And and Joe had interviewed me on his, uh, I guess, Genius of the Month or Tape of the Month, whatever you called it back then. I mean, mm -hmm. that's when we had cassettes. And, yeah. And um, so you know, I, I was I was starting to get this this bug. You know, I had to start coaching people on marketing and. And, and it was, it was great, but, you know, so I was running, uh, I had started the, the coaching business right after that. So in 2001, uh, I was starting to coach people and I still had the cleaning business. And so I was running both companies for, for many, many years. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was, uh, uh, I think it was 2014 is when I went actually full time into the coaching. There's your buddy, Adam homie chiming in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Cat Daddy. So, uh, go ahead. No, Adam was saying he wants an extended warranty on his on his car, <laughs> and that kind of leads up to uh, you know the the new books that I'm writing. The whole Rob versus series is all about scams. All right. Well, we'll, um, we'll get there. We'll get so, there. So, um, you know, my audience is made up of entrepreneurs, small business owners, pretty much the same audience you serve. Um, you know, you do and, and have done several different things from SEO to, you know, ghostwriting, mm -hmm. blogging, trust creation. I, in fact, I think when our paths first crossed at Mike Capuzzi's event, that's what you were. You were known as the trust creator, if, if my memory is, is any shape at yeah, all. It was, it was uh, you know, I, I was trying to be known for something, mm -hmm. you know, and, 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 you know, social media was in its infancy, you know, is it and, and, and people were starting to. You know, it was the no like and trust thing. Right. Well, in order to get people to know and like you, they have to trust you. And so I wanted to be this this guy that that people could trust it. And 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 now it's it's more of of I transition more now the authority marketer because you know it, it's getting to the point where I think we as entrepreneurs we want more people to come to us based on the authority that we're creating, which then leads to trust. But back then it was, you know, I had to start somewhere. So in 2009, I think you said you started teaching social media um, to your friends and, and other entrepreneurs. Um, so is that when things just went 
skyrocket. I mean, fame, fortune, and everything. Or no, was yeah. there a little bit more of a journey than that? That was still a journey. And, and uh, the journey didn't really take off until the first book came out, which was Cher. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Cher and, uh, came out in 2013. So we're going on 10 years now. And uh, it's funny because I went, Mike's, Mike's uh, GKIC had transitioned into uh, Business Entrepreneurs Network by that time. And uh, so I'm, I'm still have this carpet cleaning business while doing the coaching. So I walk into the Ben meeting with my new book, Share, and everybody's like, a carpet cleaner wrote a book on social media. What's the deal? Yeah, what's up with that? Is that when that is that when Charlie McDermott took it over? I guess that's right. When Charlie, yeah, that's when Charlie took it over. But the funny thing is, is that that simple book sold like 2000 copies right away and people were like how'd you do it rob how did you tell us your secret wow and um so it was it was you know that was the transition from and that was kind of what convinced me to sell the the cleaning business get out of that go into consulting full-time and uh you know in in the last 10 years we've produced 36 books so it was it's uh well, before you sold the business, did you cl- clean your own carpets at your house one more time before you got rid of the equipment? Or <laughs> uh, I did, um, and, and, and my wife wanted me to keep some of the equipment. I'm like, no, I want to get yeah, out. Yeah, we got <laughs> kids and grandkids and, and dogs and cats. Keep some of the equipment anyway. I'm just in jest. And, so, um, the, so Rob, then we went from because I the next thing I think I saw you you went from the social media to SEO yeah, which to me fit I mean it's well, all it, online it's, marketing right and and I started out doing SEO for myself and and for others but it was the social media that really kind of got us out there got the mm-hmm. name out there and and so I was teaching people how to you know create content that actually gets people to to say yes or or you know at least ask questions so and, what what was your strategy? What did you teach, you know, and share and, and working with your clients about social media? I mean, I mean, 2009, obviously, right. there was Facebook and Twitter. Well, and, yeah, yeah, I don't know was, what else, but today there's was, like 25. Right. Back then, it was just Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Yep. They, those were the main three. And uh, my frustration back then with Facebook, I had gotten shut down a few times. I had, you know, back, even back in 2009. Now, I haven't gotten shut down. Oh, for about two years now. Um, but the last time was a 24-hour ban that really upset me because I had all my client stuff already scheduled in. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So anyway, in, in 2009, I was, I was you know, uh, between 2009 and, and the book when it came out in 2013. So that's four years of, of kind of learning the ropes of social media, learning mm-hmm. what to post, how to post. Um, knowing that, you know, politics and religion really screwed, uh, people's mindsets up and triggered them. And, and, but those were the ones that got the most responses, you know? So it's, it was like, okay, do you want to mention politics? Do you want to mention religion? And, um, you know, so I did add those chapters in the book because to some people that's, that is their livelihood. That's what they learn. That's what they know. That's that's what they want to talk about. And um, but it, it there are there are a lot of subjects right now that that trigger people. In fact, now we're in 2023 and people seem to be triggered by everything. But yeah, back then, not so many people were getting triggered. 
And, so uh, do you do you like the fat? I mean, I, I know with, we'll, we'll get to your whole, uh, I almost called them wise guy series, but no, you're not the wise guy, but the whole Rob versus thing, right? So you go for a lot of that, you know, needling a little bit and creating right. the conversation. Is that part of the social media strategy? No, um, not, I mean, it, it, uh, it came about from that. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it, not initially because, you know, in the, in the, when I was, you know, teaching the social media, it was, it was mainly to get business. However, people were coming to social media to strike up a conversation. Mm -hmm. They weren't going to people's websites to strike up conversations. You know, they, they would go to the website to learn a little bit about you. Then they would go to social media, you know, to see if they could get this conversation going. And that's that's kind of what social media is all about. But, I, you know, we as marketers, we want to just pommel our message every single day and get people to say, you know, bye, 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 bye. But that doesn't work on social because you know, it, it's more more like the 80, 80, 20 rule. Yeah. You know, where where 20 percent of your your message should be marketing and 80 percent should just be conversation. But. I uh, I messed that up going, you know, in, in the first couple of years. And, and uh, you know, a lot of people started leaving, you know, not they didn't want to be my friend. And I'm like, what's going on? And it was mm. it was the, it was because I was constantly pitching my services instead of trying to figure out the psychology of why people okay. you know, were coming to me, you know. Um, so I'm curious if, um, I mean, social media is such a multifaceted thing. There's no simple one answer. Like I, I, I promise never to be the guy and say, like, Hey, what's the one thing you would do? So I'm not going to ask you that question. Right. But, um, ah, damn, I'm being a wise guy and I forgot the question. I was, no. So in the early days, and I'm curious if it's changed, Rob, you know, with social media, some people just post to share information. Some people post to drive people to a website and some people post and say, hey, get, send me a DM, all these different things. Mm -hmm. What's the one thing that you suggest with social <laughs> media? What really works well for, for you and your clients? Uh, all of it. Okay. You know, the problem here, here's the, the, the problem with, with, with uh, most marketers have gone to, you know, the, the, the click funnels and the other types of, of web-based, uh, uh, more generators, you know, mm -hmm. landing pages. And over the years, Facebook especially has learned that these are more entrapment uh, URLs than they are conversational URLs. So they've downgraded those. So a lot of people say, well, link in comments. Well, that doesn't work because if someone goes to share that post, the link in comments doesn't go with it. Right. So, you know, always try to put the legitimate URL in, in your actual post. Yes, it may not get the, the traffic that, you know, see link in comments does but it makes it a lot easier for people to find the post if it gets shared and that's really what you want you want to make it easy for somebody to find you right you know one of the things i i work with my clients and teach them it's not about to me it's not about the number of likes and and it's the about the impact you get and i right. firmly believe and i've been doing this for a long time I firmly believe the impact you actually make is almost never known to you 
right other than with people who may want to come work with you and then they share it and you're like oh man i love that stuff you didn't comment you didn't like not that i were to say it out loud but i think with if you do social media correctly you make a huge impact you get you get known um for for a certain thing which is what smart marketers do stay in stay in their lane stay in their niche but it's not so much i don't it's in other words it doesn't bother me that i don't have 242 likes for this brilliant piece of business you know knowledge that i share because i know it goes out there and certain things do tend to get more do you know what i mean do you you subscribe to that excuse me i'm sorry do you subscribe to that and correct me if i'm wrong or you have a different opinion or do you like to do things which cause a lot of likes because i guess that's called engagement where do you come down on that likes you can't take likes to the bank and and the majority, the majority of my clients who have reached out to me have never liked my stuff. Mm. You know, the, the, they 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 stalk social media. They 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 will look at posts constantly, but they'll never click like. They'll never click share. They'll never comment. But they'll call me up and say, "Rob, I love your stuff. You're everywhere. You're you're making a great impact." Oh, how come you never liked it? Because oh, I don't do that stuff. Okay, no problem. And, um, you know, they hire me to help them be the same way. They want to be everywhere. They want to be on social, They on on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on TikTok, on Instagram. And, and you, we can create all this content for them and then schedule it out so that every day they've got something going on. But... You know, if your customer goes to LinkedIn to find you, they at least find some content. They go to Facebook, they can find content. It's just, you know, you, you got to be everywhere. How has LinkedIn changed over the years? I mean, it used to be, oh, that's the professional. If you're an engineer, go find somebody to connect with there. But it really has morphed a little bit more like the Facebook news feed. Yeah. You know, we're broadcasting live onto my LinkedIn page, I presume, because I'm always here, not there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, LinkedIn really has kind of, broadened how they do social correct yeah, they have and and uh you know years ago microsoft invested in linkedin so they have a <clears throat> i think a say in what happens but you know what i've been discovering is that the things that people used to post on facebook are now being posted on linkedin you know political religious whatnot and then you always have this guy in the corner going this isn't facebook take it off linkedin and put it what are you, the hall monitor? <laughs> you got your little arm badge, you know. You know, and so it's it's it's. I, I think the problem is is not well, not the problem, but the irony is is that all those people who used to post on Facebook, who used to get disgruntled because Facebook would restrict stuff, are now posting somewhere else, and. Um, you know, yeah, LinkedIn is is more geared to the the business owners, the entrepreneurs, the CEOs, but we're just like everyone else. You know, we we have opinions, we want to express them, and right, and and we want to share them out with fellow, you know, mindset thinkers, uh, but, but we don't want to go to Facebook. So, what what are your thoughts on? Um... Inst- I mean, there's Instagram, there's TikTok. I mean, I, I have a client who who does. Um you know, really high end sales coaching on TikTok or, or he says he's not doing TikTok for that reason. But I don't know. It, and, and I don't want to sound like an old curmudgeon, even though I got white on my face. But is TikTok, is that like the new thing you have to be on as an entrepreneur? Or, or is it just like 
Is it you know, just about views and stuff? A year ago, I would have said avoid TikTok at all costs. Okay. I don't, I don't want to get on it. I, for me, I'm the same way. I was a curmudgeon. And I'm like, there's no way I'm doing this. I'm not pointing. I'm not dancing. I'm not doing any of that garbage. Yeah. And then a client of mine got on it in October, started posting videos, sharing her stories. And in less than 90 days, she has 60,000 followers and gets 12 to 20 consultations a week. Is that right? Can you say what she does? Like what, what niche she's, is she in? She's a military lawyer. So she wow. defends our soldiers against allegations. And um, so, yeah, she's rocking and, and what are the TikTok videos? I'm sure she's not out juggling flaming bowling pins. So what are her TikTok videos about? She, she shares stories of, of, you know, uh, of courts, of, you know, what she's done, how she's, you know, how she does everything. Uh, she shares, you know, frequently asked questions. She comments on other people's stuff and, but it's all geared to defending, you know, soldiers, um, through court martial, through allegations, through all kinds. And, and you would think that that's not, you know, something a lawyer would do. Right. The problem is, is that I think as marketers, we have a, a, a we think, okay, Facebook is for, for regular people. LinkedIn is for business. Instagram is for pictures. TikTok is for pointing and dancing. Right. The thing is, is that I've mm. seen I've seen Grant at ball under scrolling through TikTok. So, well. and you know, a, a lot of a lot of uh, younger uh, soldiers are on TikTok. But here's the thing: is that I, you know, no matter what, no matter what uh, platform you want to be on, learn to dominate it. Yeah, that's true. I'll agree there. And, you know, from my own perspective, and again, I try not to sound like a curmudgeon, but I'm going to say something very curmudgingly. I, <laughs> I, I, I adapt. I mean, I have shifted and adapt. That's what entrepreneurs do. But I hope I can retire before I have to shoot any TikTok videos because <laughs> it's just not in my wheelhouse. But well, I say I, that today. Well, here's the thing is I started, I started uh, making TikTok videos, not pointing or dancing. It's just mm -hmm. I'm, I'm giving my thought on being an entrepreneur, uh, sharing stories. And then TikTok has a thing where you can immediately share it to Instagram. So my videos are now going to Instagram. And okay. so then I take the video and I, I re-upload it to YouTube. Well, now I have 30 or 40 uh, videos scheduled on YouTube going out another month. So every day another YouTube video shows up in my feed. Well, my YouTube channel is growing. And my TikTok uh, followers are growing and, and people are commenting on videos on Instagram just from shooting once and sharing it all over the place. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, this curmudgeon kind of adapted too, even though I didn't want to. Yeah. So you're well known today, Rob, for a series of book called Rob Versus. And, you know, I, I don't know how many titles you have now, but <laughs> give two or three. And what is the genesis? How did the first one get going? Was it by happenstance? And then you said, well, that worked well. And then you kept going. What's well, that I, had, I, I think at that point I had written or produced uh, a dozen or so books, mm -hmm. probably more. Uh, 2019, I started sharing out stories just of my 
you know, sarcastic dealings with the Visa MasterCard scammers that would call on all the time. And um, people, you know, I would share them out to Facebook and LinkedIn and people would say, well, Rob, you've written all these other books. Why don't you combine some of these and make a, you know, make a book of these stories? And so make- Rob versus the scammers, that was the first one? Rob versus the scammers was the first one. Mm-hmm. And um, so that came out in 2019. And uh, people just loved it. I mean, I, I people in the UK, people in Australia, people, uh, every, and 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 uh, so I thought, huh, I just I was just gonna write one book, but I had all this material left over. And I'm like, okay, well, if people seem to like it, let's start another one. So I did Rob versus the morons, and and boy, that triggered so many people because they thought they were morons. I was talking about them, and. Uh, but they're like, Rob, are you sure you can say morons on a book cover? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, you can, have you seen the books in bookstores today? It's like, yeah. oh, my God, don't take your grandchildren. In there. <laughs> it's like so. Uh, and then that one did really well. So I thought, OK, let's do a third one. But the third one, we're, we're in the, the, the midst of, of COVID. And, and so I said, OK, the title's going to be Rob versus Humanity. This is going to be the last one. I'm not going to do any more. <clears throat> and. Um, People just love that one too. And and so now I'm on, now there's, you know, I just released book six a uh, few mm. months ago. <clears throat> so after the, after humanity, there was Rob versus the entitled and then uh, Rob versus the wackadoos, Rob versus the unicorns. And um, I'm producing uh, book seven and eight right now. <laughs> Rob versus the Karens or is yeah, that yeah, coming up? Yeah. And I don't have the titles yet. Uh, I usually, <laughs> I usually get all the books, uh, you know, all the, all the stories combi- compiled, put them in a book and then I figure out the title afterwards. And <clears throat> we got about five minutes left, Rob. I want to ask you because, um, I'm very, very finely attuned. The little voice in my head is telling me what the audience wants to know. And they're saying, well, ask him this about his Rob versus book. Cause it's a question I want to ask you myself. So I see you do these Rob books and, you know, I, I see you on social media and I see your, you know, I, uh, so I answered the phone and said, hi, you know, and you, and you go your whole monologue, you put it out there and, and it's fairly funny. I, I'll give you that. I'm like, you should do stand up. But mm-hmm. I'm like, what does that book do for your coaching, mm-hmm. you know, your SEO, trust creation business, that whole thing? How does how does that work? It's called, well, I've kind of termed it rejection marketing, because if you like sarcasm mm-hmm. and you read the books and you laugh, uh at the very end of the book, there's just a call to action that says, hey, you know, if, here's who I am, what I do. If you like it, great. Hire me. And those who read the books, who love them, you know, tend to be more inclined to want to hire me. So they already got that trust build in there. They, they've already, hey, Rock, this, this guy's really funny. But people that don't like sarcasm, that don't get my humor, will never hire me. And, uh, you know, the, the, the books came, you know, when I started the, the books, they were more geared to educating people, you know, the first bunch of books you know, the great books, they're all for education, but they're not funny. And, and I think in this world, we need more laughter. Oh, definitely. Uh, I'm, and, right, I'm with you there. Hence the way I usually act. But... And, and, and by combining my sarcasm and my personality and everything that makes me who I am, People say, hey, you know what? You're, you're real, you're raw, you're you're exactly what I want, or you're you're exactly what society should have right now because 
everybody's on pins and needles and gets triggered by everything. So why not speak the truth? Yeah. So, you know, I want to make, so for the listeners and, and viewers right now, um, one of the things you've always heard me say is that great marketing does two things. It attracts the right people and it repels the others. So Rob answered a question that I've been thinking about what's with these books. I mean, we know you, you, you're not going to buy a, a, a new Lamborghini based on book sale money, right? So what's the deal? Well, it's actually doing the, the negative side. Mm-hmm. It's pushing away the people because, you know, time is short. You don't want to be spending a lot of time, then figure out six months down the road. This guy just is not fun to work with. So I, I finally get it. That's pretty cool. We got about uh, two minutes. So I'm going to ask you a gigantic question. I want to just ask you about blog posts because I know, you know, it's a large part of what your business does, you ghost write. Well, you ghost write books. Mm-hmm. I assume you still do. Are you still doing like blog and trust creation? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So I've always heard that um, it seemed to me, who, depending on who you ask, you want to post a blog minimum once a week. Then it was like two or three times a week. Well, then they, I heard you go off of that and do one blog post, but it's got to be like three to 500 words. What's the size? What's the frequency? Or is there no one answer? It used to be, and the gurus would say 1,500 words. And I'm thinking, my God, that's... Who can read that? (laughs) Right. And and here's the thing is that the reason they say that is because Google wants to go through and and scan all your keywords and do this and do that. And, and, And so you were designing these blog posts for Google. Well, in reality, keep it short, keep it sweet, because you're designing posts for readability, for people to... People, average people actually want to read it you know mm-hmm. when they come to your blog post and it's only 300 words they think okay great i can have this done in about five minutes and i can go about my day if right i gotta read something 1500 words they're gonna get distracted they're gonna get lost they're gonna get nobody wants that so you know keep it for the reader design posts that are are, are you know reader friendly so keep that, them three to five hundred words and that really follows the format of of authoring books it used to be you got to be 200 pages 200 plus i mean the books that i'm helping my clients write these days are are anywhere 50 to 80 pages i mean my last book just say yes was like a hundred it's like if you can read it in one or maybe two sittings there's a very good chance that we'll get read but if you give them this gigantic war and peace novel they're they're not going to get through the first one third so right i mean i keep my my books between 100 and 150 pages because i i want them to read it in one sitting you know, yeah. an hour or two done, they can go about their day. Keep it simple. Well, I knew this would be a fun interview. I mean, we were kind of in the in the same uh, same ballpark for what we do. And um, although I never owned a car, well, I do own a carpet cleaner, but it's one of the little plastic ones. <laughs> Good, you can come over to my house. I got <laughs> Yeah, let me know if you're a cat mess, a mishap. Anyway, I'm sure people want to connect with you. What website would you like to give, Robert? You know, phone well, you can, you can go to onspockmedia.com if you know how to spell it, or you can, you know, you can always get my books, go to getrobsbooks.com, makes it easy. Um, yeah, or find me on Facebook. Is that right? Getrobsbooks.com. And, and that is how they get them, how they purchase them from you, or does that redirect to Amazon? That, that goes to Amazon. It's a lot easier sometimes to, Yeah. I mean, if, if you want an autographed copy, if you're into that thing, you know, seeing my autograph, great. You can come to OnSpock Media, buy it directly from me. Although sometimes shipping takes forever because the USPS is just slow. 
Go to Amazon. They have it to you that's two a, days later. See, that's a good tip right there. So, Adam, homie, if you're still on, can you check out getjimsbooks.com? Because if I send people to Amazon, they put in Jim Palmer, the baseball player comes up. So I've got to, like, give them this ginormous, you know, 300-mile link. Anyway, Rob, thanks so much. It was a lot of fun. Great to be here. Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special interview with my guest, Rob Onspock. I highly recommend you connect with him, follow him, learn from him, Onspock Media or GetRobsBooks.com. You can connect with me at GetJimPalmer.com. If, again, if you're interested in joining me and about 27 other very smart, growth-oriented entrepreneurs in the Dream Business Mastermind, you can go to DreamBizCoaching.com, DreamBizCoaching.com. As part of my legacy building program, I've made all six of my books for free in digital format. So they're Kindle books on Amazon, Nook books on Barnes and Noble, and they are in the iBookstore. Zero cost, no opt-in, no nothing. My way to help educate more entrepreneurs and still only work three days a week. That's my deal right now. We'll see if it holds up. <laughs> but until this time next week, another fantastic interview. I am Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. You take good care. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.